40 minutes past the hour, and you are listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. Over the weekend, Donald Trump was part of a strange media standoff with the parents of an American soldier who was killed in Iraq. The Khan family is Muslim. And the husband, Kazir Khan, spoke at the Democratic National Convention about his son's sacrifice. His wife, Ghazala Khan, appeared alongside her husband on stage, but she didn't speak. Donald Trump suggested she didn't talk because Islam somehow precluded her from doing so. Of course, that was not the case. And the Khans have launched with the DNC a full-on media campaign against Trump for his comments. Meanwhile, top Republicans such as House Speaker Paul Ryan and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell issued statements in an attempt to put a lot of distance between themselves and their party and Trump, who is, of course, representing their party on the November presidential ballot. As for Donald Trump, he continues to make comments about the Khan family that only seem to make the situation worse. Joining me now to talk about this tension between Donald Trump and the Muslim community and this new turn that is taking is Hai Goshigan. He is an associate professor of communication with a specialization in ethnic and minority media at Wayne State University, and he's the founder of New Michigan Media. Uh, hi, welcome to Detroit Today. Stephen, thank you for yeah, having me. Absolutely. And uh, give us a call. Did you see what Donald Trump said in response to the Khan family? Did you see the Khan family's speech at the Democratic National Convention? What did you think of it? What do you think of what Trump is saying in response? Is this a worse turn, in fact, than his call for a religious test, for instance, for uh, immigrants in this in this country, saying that uh, Muslims should not be let in uh, for a time while we, quote-unquote, get control of things, whatever that means. 313-577-1019 is the number. Uh, 313-577-1019. What do you think of this feud between Donald Trump and a Muslim family who lost their son uh, in service to our country? Uh, hi, Goshigan. I, I have to admit, you know, I'm shocked by this. Uh, I saw that speech at the convention. It was, of course, very moving. And I, I thought uh, the, the smart play for any candidate uh, who was on the other side would be to say something simple like, well, you know, I appreciate the sacrifice this family has made for this country. I'm not going to get into whether uh, uh, what they think of me, because uh, it's not about me. This is about uh, the nation. Of course, Donald Trump uh, went way, way, way further than that and is now attacking this family, uh, suggesting all kinds of things that A, aren't true, but B, are really offensive. Well, you know, Stephen, I'm not sure I'm all that surprised. I mean, uh, calling um, Mexican and Latin American immigrants murderers and rapists, uh, attacking a federal judge, um, you know, making fun of a, of a reporter with disabilities, um, the, the freedom he allows himself to speak whatever he wants to say um, is, is, has become part of uh, what Trump is about. And, and to me, so it's beyond the, the Muslim issue. To me, it's really a matter of character for, for uh, Mr. Trump. I mean, he acts like a CEO. He, he acts uh, as if he is responsible or beholden to no one. You know, if you were to criticize a CEO, you could get fired in a company. Right. Um, and Trump acts that way, as if no one should No dare, one should be questioning should, him. No one should be criticizing him. That's a really him. interesting um, uh, And, you know, the idea of a public servant has in it the word servant. That is, you are in the service of, of, of the population that's elected you. And that servant part 
Do, do you think servant and Trump go together? I mean, as, as two words? <laughs> It's really hard. And, uh, you know, uh, Kazir Khan made that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, in his speech, he said, you have sacrificed nothing. Uh, and he, uh, if anybody has standing to say that, it's someone and, who's and, lost and their child. And let me add to that. It's not just an issue of CEOs because our governor was a CEO. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Bloomberg was a CEO before he became mayor of New York. Uh, it's not the fact that a CEO can't become a public servant, but it's that Trump himself cannot bring himself to be in that mode of, of, of being in servant to the people. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's, it's a very bad sign. It's, it's in a sense, Putin is that way today, but that wasn't how even Putin started. I mean, Trump is where Putin is already. Um, and it's, it's, to me, it's, it's a terrible sign for someone who wants to become president. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, we, we have talked before about uh, the Muslim communities. Uh, role in this election and its reaction to to Donald Trump uh, and and of course this is not this is not a demographic he's likely to win anyway he's not trying really to win that demographic uh, with the things that he's saying the policies that he's rolled out but I, I mean what what's your sense of what other communities reaction is on behalf of the Muslim community I mean that's the danger for him here is that It's well, not just Muslims. It's it's everyone who looks at this and says, oh, my gosh, this is just ghastly. I mean, I think what he's done is he's picked a weak community, uh, immigrant community, um, and tried to attack it. Um, and he's done that with, with Latinos as well. And he could do it to anyone. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, uh, I mean, half the attacks since 9-11 uh, in the U.S. were by people born in the U.S. Uh, so it's not even immigrants that we're talking about in that sense. In, in the last... Um, The, the last two police shootings, for example, um, were done by veterans. In fact, if, if you look at that list, over the last um, uh, four years, uh, uh, quite a number of mass killings were done by, by military veterans. And yes. So what are you going to do, demonize veterans? Um, you know, a, a number of the shootings were done by African Americans. Right. Where are you going to demonize African Americans? Right. Th it's, it's not about picking a group and saying they are to blame for everything. Th this is... Demagoguery, this is a cheap way of creating fear in people. And every group in the U.S. should be worried about this. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, white men don't have to be worried about it. Uh, but that's, that's, that's a pretty low bar for someone running to be president of the United States. Yeah, the sort of singling out of mm -hmm. different demographics uh, for scapegoating is something that has become really common in this presidential campaign. And it's uh, pretty frightening. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Alyssa in Troy. Alyssa, welcome Hi. to Detroit Today. Hi, thanks for um, letting me on here. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I understand that the VFW have come out with a statement against Donald Trump, and, you know, he gives so much lip service to how much he supports veterans, and, and then this happens. I mean, I'm just waiting for him to denounce senior citizens and, <laughs> you know, blue-collar people for yeah. something. Yeah. I, it just, it, he just keeps attacking one pro, you know one group after another but let me ask you this and Alyssa do you th do you think this is uh, that he is genuine in the way that he's saying these things I mean what, there's something about what he's doing that seems to me so erratic and so illogical that it almost I, I don't know there seems like an acting quality almost to some of this do you do you sense that Well, I agree. I mean, he had a reality show, so he knows something <laughs> about acting. Right. And, you know, I just, it's almost as if it's like he dares, you know, it's, it's as if he has a dare to, uh, 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 Paul, you know, be 
um, against any group. To see how and, outrageous and it can be. And still keep all these supporters. I have no idea how supporters would support him criticizing veterans. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's like he's crazy. Yeah. Or at least, and I don't know why his party is still backing him. You know, McCain went against him. I don't know if he's still supporting him. He probably is. But, um, but you know, it's just. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, Alyssa, thank you very much uh, for the call. Let's go to Perry in Detroit. Perry, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning, Steve. Uh-huh. Stephen, and thank you for uh, taking my call. Sure. And this call uh, will basically even touch a little bit on your, your previous caller. This is what my comment is. It's not so much as... Oh, we lost Perry there. Uh, Perry, call us back. Uh, that was our that was our mistake. Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. We'll uh, we'll get you back on. Let's go to Ray in Woodhaven. Ray, welcome to Detroit today. Um, thank you for having me. Uh huh. Yeah. I just let's let's trace this man's behavior for a second. You have a guy who decides to pick on a fellow politician on a no go spot, John McCain, and his military record. Moves on to picking on minority groups. And he's never had to face any repercussions for any of it. So it really should be no surprise that a guy who could act with impunity for an entire political, very brief political career, is now picking on individuals in the public who are, I mean, let's face it, are no-goes. Who, who attacks someone who just put their kid in the ground yeah. for defending this country? And that's, I mean, there's a decency question here that that yeah. uh, that sort of runs throughout the all of the examples that we have of what he's doing. I mean, uh, there there is generally an assumption that you don't do certain things or you don't say certain things. And Donald Trump, part of his appeal, in fact, seems to be that he will say anything or you will seemingly do anything. Uh, but but it really is a question and a test or a challenge of uh, civilized discourse, I think, for for him to keep doing that. Go ahead, Hyde. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the discourse has been hijacked by by the these kinds of uh, public sort of, like you said, acting almost uh, to, to get get attention to his outlandish uh, comments. There are serious issues, however. And, and, and I, you know. Coming back to the Democratic Convention, uh-huh. um, you know, the Arab community, Muslim community have serious issues in the United States. And and the Democrats have not addressed those either. Right. And and what's happened with the Khan controversy is that all of it has become something else now. And 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 serious concerns uh, that that still plague and, and dog the Arab American community or Muslim American community have been left un, untended. So, so talk about what some of those those issues are what, I mean, what what would you have wanted to see the democrats talk about and do last week you know i mean there's no one that lives in dearborn for example that doesn't personally know probably two or three people who have been not allowed to fly um because they were simply because they were uh, muslim e- even though they're american citizens um the no-fly list the and no the problems list, with I mean, people tw- who don't belong on it who are on it by some estimates 20 percent of people living in dearborn are on the no-fly list um th- this is you know, especially with people who have families in other places that have to go and see them, to be delayed, to have to miss an international flight. And, you know, I mean, I've missed flights because of weather, and it is a, it is a tremendous headache to do it. But yeah. to just be delayed for two or three hours at the airport for no reason and then to be let go over and over again, this harassment and oppression is, is part of the culture that, 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 uh, that, that exists against uh, uh, Muslim Americans. And yeah. this is a serious issue. I mean, this, and, and the Democrats... Um, need to address this. Clinton needs to say something about this. And, and, and the Khan issue is an easy way to, to divert the discussion towards 
uh, Trump and his his histrionics, but there are serious issues. To but the, they're the not talking discussed. about the things mm-hmm. that they're uh, mm-hmm. that they're pushing. And, and let's remember that the Democrats, uh, in pushing for the gun legislation they want uh, passed in the Congress, didn't really address as much of what's wrong with that no-fly list as well. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, the, sure. there, there are real problems with who's on it and, of course, the due process uh, of, of getting off it. How do you get off it uh, if you're on it? Uh, by mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to uh, Bill in Westland. Bill, and, uh, welcome to Detroit today. Stephen, how are you? Uh-huh. Um, for about the last nine or ten months, I have been uh, absolutely convinced that Donald Trump was a Trojan horse in the <laughs> Republican Party. Yeah. His narcissism has driven him to looking at what Ever he could possibly become in this country, and he decided he wanted to be president. So he is now in the process of dismantling the Republican Party. And I heard that confirmed yesterday on MSNBC from a retired colonel who said exactly the same thing. Donald Trump is dismantling the Republican Party, and it's a good thing because now we've been exposed to who those people are in the Republican Party, number one. And number two, the outcome of this quite possibly could be the formation of a third party. Of a third party. I've, heard, I I've heard a lot of people say that, Bill. Yeah. Absolutely, Stephen. Absolutely. And, and, and I think w- it might be a coalescing. It might be a coalescing of, of the disgusted Republican, uh, the people in the Republican Party that are disgusted. And, you know, obviously we're talking about disgust on a regular basis with, with Donald Trump. I don't think you can come up with any more uh, confirmation that everything that spews out of his mouth is disgusting. And so... Um, so this could be a coalescing of those people who are disgusted and other people who are disgusted with what goes on in the Democratic Party. Sure. And maybe we could get a healthy third party that could represent the independent people in this country that know exactly what needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, so, Bill, thanks very much uh, for that call. Like I said, I keep hearing <clears throat> I keep hearing that point from from people who are really uh, just sort of tired of, of what's going on in the Republican Party. Uh, I'm not sure we're quite there with the Democrats, but it's certainly Bernie Sanders and his supporters represent some similar sentiment uh, against uh, the two choices that we that we have. Let's go to Perry in Detroit. Uh, Perry's back. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Detroit today. All right, thanks, <laughs> go Steve. Ahead. My yeah. yeah my, it's not so much as a comment about this fact that he's having with the Muslim family. And as a veteran, I think it's appalling. I think it's disgusting. But it's really with what's going on with the Republican Party. They disagree with him on almost everything, but yet and still, they're still They're supporting him, sure. There's a lot of people doing that. So it's like they're choosing party over principle. And that has, and in my opinion, a little bit to do with what you were talking about in your first segment about the lower vote, low voter turnout, uh-huh. and also about uh, one of your callers was talking about the quality. He would rather have quality over quantity. It just seems that uh, a well-informed uh, electorate would, uh, would, would would know better. And it's just like I said, it seems like the, the Republican Party is choosing uh, party over principle, and I think that turns off a lot of people, and that probably has a little bit to do with the lower uh, voter turnout. And if, one last thing, I think that if they added civics, made civics mandatory from the fifth grade through the twelfth grade to get uh, 
people interested again in the democratic process, that would probably serve two purposes. Not only would it, it send a, uh, an uh, educated voting populace to the polls, but it would get more people to uh, yeah. participate. Yeah. Perry, and thanks even, very much. Even uh, if I said just one last thing about what yeah, the guy was quickly. saying about this. <laughs> I'll make it very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, it has, it's, it's not a disrepresentative uh, of separation of church and state by voting in the churches. As a matter of fact, I think it's just the opposite. What it's saying is that coming to this, it's not a house to worship. It's right. a house, regardless of what your faith is, what your political... Everybody can go there. Everybody can come in yeah. and... Take a stand your vote. on yeah. how they feel about this nation. Yeah. Perry, Thank thanks very much uh, for the call. Hi, Goshigan, uh, Associate Professor of Communications with a specialization in ethnic and minority media at Wayne State University, founder of New Michigan Media, as always. Thanks for being here. We'll Thank you. you very we'll much. We'll have you back soon. Uh, that's going to do it for me. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. I'll see you tomorrow.